This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Welcome to another episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. Uh, and we've got two reasons to celebrate today. Number one, we're all back in the room um, after Yay. a little bit of um, a bit of sickness and being away. Uh, and we have a very special guest joining us as well, uh, Stephanie Taylor, who is the queen of everything rent-to-rent properties, uh, you're just all over, all over it, Stephanie. So I was going to say thank you for being here. Welcome. Uh, so yeah, just give us a, a quick overview. Who are you? Where are you from? Blah blah blah. Hi, hi everyone. Great to be here. I love the podcast and the way you go off at a tangent all the time. Excellent. <laughs> Those are some of the best parts. But yeah, as you said, Matt, I'm Stephanie Taylor, and um, I, I do a few things. I started off in property uh, in my forties. And I never thought that I would be either in property or in business, but we started off in rent to rent managing properties. And now we're owners of an award-winning property management business, HMO Heaven, we're property investors, and we buy multi-unit blocks, HMOs and commercial property. And we started rent to rent success to help more people like us, non-traditional, you might call them property investors who maybe had thought property investing wasn't for them. We're authors of the number one best-selling book, Rent to Rent Success, hosts of the top 1.5% global podcast, the Rent to Rent Success podcast. There's a theme here. (laughs) (laughs) And and basically, I'm a passionate advocate that ethical property investment is open to anyone who wants it. Awesome. So you're not busy then? No. Drop mic. Right. It was proper drop the mic, wasn't it? Like, that's... That's amazing. First of all, can I just pick up on the fact that you started in your 40s? You look incredible. I know the listeners can't actually see you, but you look absolutely amazing. (laughs) So in theory, you haven't actually started yet. (laughs) Very good, Niles. Smooth. Yeah, we're all about flattery on Property Jam. I'm loving it. I'm so glad I came on. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. So you just kind of, what was it that sort of, yeah, took you in... I guess, the mid stages of life to just make a massive change. Like, what was it? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts myself. And what I I often hear is people who at school, they always knew they were entrepreneurial. They had that drive from a really young age and they always knew that they would be a success one way or another, uh, no matter what sort of background they came from. And I didn't have that confidence. And um, when when, what happened was my mom got ill And it was just one of those everyday moments that happen, well, every day. (laughs) And, um, but it was just a bit of a turning point for me. And at the time I was really happy with my life. I was working in Bristol. Um, I was working as um, a property in finance for a big bank as as a project management contractor. So different roles, but, um, you know, quite well paid. And uh, I lived in Bristol near the harbour. I love living by the water. My my bank was walking distance. I really loved where I was. And um, and my mum called me up one morning. I was just getting ready for work and I was thinking, oh, um, I'm just I could hardly listen to what she was saying because I was really distracted by the fact I was doing a presentation that day. I wanted to be on time. My mind was wearing with all these different things. and I didn't really give her any time and attention on the phone and then uh, I went to work and we we had offices that overlooked the harbour and I was just sitting there um it was a bright day and I was just looking at thinking oh that went so well Stephanie uh giving myself a pat on the back replaying the um the compliments that I'd had from from the team and things and thinking oh I'm you know better than I thought (laughs) but then it just came to me oh that phone call sort of came back into my mind and it just made me feel sick because I could just imagine mom waking up she wasn't very well she was on her own and she just wanted a bit of reassurance and she was reaching out for that and she didn't get it and I just in that moment felt oh, I've got to change something because I realized that I wanted to have more flexibility, be able to go to her 
for her to be able to come to us for just to not have to necessarily be in Bristol and or be wherever I was working. And it sounds really stupid, but I, I thought, well, how do people do that? How do quote unquote ordinary people not work? And I knew it was something to do with business, but I just didn't think that I would be able to do a business. And then it came to me, property, because um, lots of people get, um, you know, make money accidentally in property. And maybe even me could do it with a bit of intention. And I, that was basically the start of it. It was a bit of a longer story than I <laughs> intended. I'm proper like leaning in. I, was, I found that story <laughs> fascinating. But yeah, it's, it's quite personal motivation for you then, clearly. Yeah, and I think the other thing was that I was in my 40s. So all of the previous times I may have had little flashes of inspiration to maybe do something a bit different and thought, no, it's not for you, feeling a bit too scared. But I think I was a bit braver because I thought, you know, this is this is it now is the time this is the moment and I suddenly had that spark that people talk about and that fire in my belly and I really wanted to see if I could make something work and I started going to property networking events and obviously my mind was blown at everything that was being talked about there and all the different ways you can get into property which I had no idea about before. Wow it's really fascinating yeah so um you're so you were in Bristol um, was the, was Bristol kind of the, the kind of the home, the hub of your business to start with, or did you just like up no. sticks and go somewhere else? Well, it was I was in a period of of, of change because I uh, I grew up in Birmingham, brought up my son in Edinburgh. We moved there when he was nine, wow. and uh, he had he had moved away and got a job in as an IT engineer in in in, um, in Birmingham. And I thought, oh, I don't need to be in Edinburgh anymore. And I could I could move anywhere. And where would I move? And I thought Bristol because it's such it's it's a great place to live. It's it's got a lot of the things that Edinburgh's got, um, great cultural arts, lots going on, lots of different types of people, great financial centers. Because at the time I was working in banking, and um, and I just thought, oh, I'm going to love Bristol. And so I moved to Bristol with the intention to just settle there indefinitely. My family's originally from Birmingham. So not too far. And um, and then I found out about property and uh, I found out that you could get started with less money than I had thought. And I could see people were talking about, you know, managing properties and things. And and I just thought, do you know what? I could do that. And I just got the feeling that Newport was the right place. Um, a couple of people had mentioned Newport. Obviously, um, uh, cost of living is much lower here so my savings would last longer if I was living here rather than in Bristol and uh, so I just got the gut feeling you know what Newport is the place for you so you should go there and do it <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute wait a minute it's like you not only did you have this like massive sort of career slash pathway change but you also completely relocated as well yeah yeah. Bloody hell. That's amazing. Yeah. So you've you've gone Scot Scotland to England yeah. to Wales yeah. um to, <laughs> to make property happen. Yeah, exactly. And um I, I, I was married, I, I don't really talk about this so much, but I was married to, in Scotland and uh so part of moving from Scotland was separating and later getting divorced. And so I felt that little bit of ooh, anything's possible now. Mm. So maybe that was part of it as as well. Mm -hmm. clean slate new start all of that stuff too mm. right yeah yeah midlife Amazing. crisis yeah no, the opposite <laughs> they call it new do what amy rowlinson says friend of the property jam she says new life uh, midlife beginnings that's what it is Ooh. midlife beginnings yeah i think we can all relate midlife opportunity yeah yeah it's great like say it's, it. that, it's, it's that it's the reason to get a fire in your belly isn't it you're just like there's nothing like a um you know, having your back against a wall or a major life change to go actually now, now this is what's going to make me it's not that it's not going to break me yeah 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 totally yeah but also like I don't know you sort of you started off your whole introduction just saying oh, I didn't feel like I was one of those entrepreneurial people I wasn't yeah. brave enough and then then you did that it's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's yeah. two different people <laughs> yeah but even even to do those that move from Edinburgh to to Bristol like that 
it takes guts to be able to do that. So that's, and that's what you need as an entrepreneur. You need to be able to make these tough decisions um, really quickly and, and live with them. Yeah. So a no, question I, I, we I, asked, I, sorry, <clears throat> sorry, I was just, I, I, I totally get it though, because I lived in Edinburgh for um, four years and studied there. So I um, absolutely loved it and totally get the, the, the Bristol vibes. And it was, for me, it wasn't Bristol, it was Brighton, which is the other, the brewer, the other cold place. No, the, 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 other, the other place which has that same cosmopolitan kind of feel. So um, yeah, I, I totally, totally get that. Do you go back to Edinburgh much? Um, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, I try to make it at least once a year and sometimes a little bit more. Around August time? <laughs> yeah, yeah when the fringe and everything's on um but yeah yeah that is a good time to go isn't it well yes and no because yeah. it's just madness isn't it There's people everywhere so, yeah. yeah it's crazy town yeah i've never i've never been for that I've, it's always it's on my bucket list just good fun what you've never been to edinburgh full stop no, i've been to edinburgh but not oh. the festival the fringe festival oh okay god that makes yeah. sense it's fun it is fun isn't mm-hmm. it it really is it's good it's a good time yeah, yeah. So, Nile, so I interrupted you. You're about to ask a very important question. Very important question, Stephanie. So, um, question we ask all of our guests on on Property Jam is, what does the human side of property mean to you? Yeah, so I've been thinking about that question, and um, I know I could give an answer that a lot of people think, which is looking after the people who you're working with. But also, what the human side of property means to me is that I think that being in business, being in property, it really opens you up as a person and develops you. I feel like a totally different person to the person that I started off as six years ago, who would have been nervous about um, starting a business, nervous about taking a risk, um, not very confident in my abilities, definitely um, would have been having kittens about speaking on the podcast or making a live video or anything like that. And would have really been, um, you know, worried about people criticizing and so on. And uh, so I think the human side of property is that as well as the money, which is the side that we talk about quite a lot. And that is fabulous because it gives you freedoms. um, It changes property changes. I I think it changes your heart and your mind. You you grow into I would say a better person uh, through the trials of of um, of running a property business. Answer, I think that's great. I think that's one we can all relate to, right? Because when you started off in property, it's like you're what you're one version of yourself. You're like version two Let's say you haven't gone through various iterations of life experience, and then something happens when you. I think it's always that 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 realization of possibility that comes with something like property that it opens up so many other doors and yeah then like 3.0 comes along and then you grow again and it's either because you've taken your property business to the next level or it's allowed you to do something else in your life that forces you to go to the next level and that Mm. freedom that comes with that and that growth is uh no one's ever given that answer before that's great that's good yeah new and unique and that's what i like about it because uh so you do often get people say so things are on a similar tangent so mm-hmm. to have something completely off piece i think i think is, is wonderful because it's difficult to answer that question um yeah it's difficult to answer that question yeah yeah because sometimes people say well what, what's the purpose of life and Ooh. um oh, 42 42 <laughs> yeah the answer to everything <laughs> what's the purpose of life and um it's happiness I, I don't really think is the answer I agree I think it is to evolve into that the potential that we all have and to live into that potential and for me because I've had the stark contrast between three six years ago and now I can really see that there was always so much potential there and that we just have to lean into it and I think that's one of the, the purposes of life and when you lean into your potential and become bigger it enables you to contribute more to others which um which I think is the purpose. And sometimes that is sort of happy. <laughs> sometimes it's hard. Yeah. yeah. And so rent to rent obviously is is the thing that you got into initially. That was your yeah. starting point in property. Yes. But what was it about rent to rent that attracted you as opposed to buy to lets or HMOs or owning the yeah. property? Well, because I was quite nervous and unsure and 
I what I liked about it was two things. One, you didn't need a lot of money to start up. And two, if all these people who I could see on um, social media, but I went to a, I went to a property event and um, and oh, come back to me in a moment. But there were two guys speaking about their rent to rent business and. They were explaining how um, I think one of them had been in the army, and um, they were they were just placing it. Uh, we were just working normal jobs, and somehow they'd had the opportunity to start renting out these properties, and they'd realised, oh, we could do this more. And then they had all these um, uh, properties going past with how much money they make over the contract period, and they explained the whole concept instead of buying the property you rent the property and then you rent it out again and you pay all the bills and uh, you make money in between and it sounded such a simple business model and then I realized oh my gosh basically what they're talking about is property management and I did feel confident about property management because uh, you know being a mum and um, a single mum juggling a lot of different things I thought well I, you know I could sort of do that and I I I just thought just to add care, you know, I could do it carefully, more carefully than I could see that some of the people were doing it on the pictures that I saw online, which kind of looked very, I, I think we'd be polite if we said basic. Uh, <laughs> I thought if I just add care and do it with, a, you know, the same diligence that I would bring if I was making home, you know, for my family or um, for friends. Um, then I, I could work it out. And suddenly I became very confident about the fact that I could manage a property. So that gave me the confidence to try it out. And um, that's basically how I decided to get started in in Rent to Rent. Nice. And it obviously worked well. <laughs> yeah. And luckily for me, my sister came into it because um, I'm... Uh, more of a the idea the vision the I suddenly get that that confidence and even through the fear I can still move towards it and uh, Nikki is more of a detailed person in actual if you look at the actual concrete business skills she has much more business skills because she'd run these huge teams in in banking and been very senior and understood all of that managing big budgets uh, managing a lot of teams managing people but she was actually less likely to start a business than me um, because uh, the same skills or personality traits that made her very good at what she did also made her notice all of the things that could possibly go wrong and <laughs> not um, think that she would be able to do them. So it was great that we did this together. And, um, you know, I'm the vision and the, the mission and the sales. And she is the delivery. <laughs> so, um, okay. so it just made a great partnership. And when we got the first property, I thought I was, I I could not believe it. We, I, I'd, I'd gone to Newport. I was living in Bristol. So New, uh, Saturday, I'd gone to do some viewings in Newport. And I'd made a really big mistake with the letting agent. She'd been driving me around these three HMOs. I, luckily, I didn't make it until we were driving back from the last one. And uh, she dropped me off in town and um, she wasn't rude, but she wasn't, uh, she never contacted me again. She never replied to any of my calls after that. But I was left feeling a little bit crestfallen that I'd, I'd made a mess of it. And um, I was in town and, you know, in Newport, like in a lot of places, there's a street where a lot of letting agents are and there were all these letting agents. It was Saturday, they were open. And um, I thought, oh, I should really go in because it's not as though I'm on the doorstep. I can't just easily come back uh, tomorrow. You're here now. Why don't you just do go it. in? Yeah. <laughs> which, which felt like a major undertaking. And I really had to talk to myself for quite a while to, oh. to make myself go in. And in the end, I just said, the worst that can happen is they're going to say no. You're going to feel bad. And... Or you might feel bad, and um, you're feeling quite rubbish anyway. So, <laughs> so I went again. I think, yeah. So I went in, and the 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 lady there said, "I just said, um, have you got any HMOs?" That's what I said in a very shrieky voice. <laughs> <laughs> 
I meant to say something that sounded a lot better, but I just said, have you got any HMOs? It was something along those lines. And she just said, no, we don't do that. Um, you know, our, our head office and this, that, and the next thing, and she couldn't do it and she wasn't interested and please get out of my shop was the subtext. <laughs> and, and, um, but then I said, oh yeah, yeah. I can see why you would not be so interested What head office, maybe want to see some evidence. And, um, but if you've got any tenant find only landlords who you think might be interested, if you could introduce us, we could come to an arrangement there. Anyway, um, don't know where that came from, but I, I I hadn't planned to say that at all. And then she started shoogling me across. There were these big screens with all of the HMOs, all of the properties. But she took me to look at these two HMOs. They're both on the same street. Do you find that many, many landlords have two HMOs on the same street or yeah. two or more? But he had two HMOs on the same street, just a few doors down from each, from each other. One was a four bed, one was a five bed. He'd been landlording for you know a long long time 30 years maybe he'd started in his 20s and he was he's now in his 50s or he was in his 50s at that time and um I we went to look at them Nikki and I we arranged the viewing went to look at them and the landlord was there and we were both there I had a clipboard and I, I was going around saying to Nikki, oh, yes, we'd definitely change the flooring, wouldn't we, Nikki? And we'd, oh, we'd do this and we'd do that. Anyway, the landlord must have just thought to himself, who are, <laughs> who are these two? Um, but I think you could tell that we were really keen, which we were. We were really green, which again we were, but that we had good intentions. And um we made an offer and the offer was much lower than what the asking rent was. And I said to Nikhil, there's no way that we'll ever get it now. And she says, well, we need to offer this because, you know, the, when I work it out, otherwise we won't make enough to make it worthwhile. And so I put the offer to the letting agent and the letting agent told the landlord and then I was at work in my office, my phone on my desk, and the phone rang and I sort of picked it up and started, nearly dropped it on the way out to go and like speak, speak on the phone. And um, the letting agent said they wanted to accept our offer. And that was it. That was the start of the, the terror. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet that would have given you a a huge boost of confidence from just having that first offer accepted. Yeah, but it also made it real. And um, <laughs> no backing out now. Right. No. And we then started to get anxious about making it work. But also, then I, because I hear you talk on about this quite a lot on the podcast, when to give up your job. Well, I was in that situation of life. My son's now self sufficient. He's off in Birmingham being an IT engineer. He's since he's bought his own place. He's he's fully and he's one of those boys. You can't. It's hard to give him stuff. You know, you offer to. He wants to buy it himself, or he wants to anyway. But he was he was all doing himself, and um, so I'm there living in in Bristol, so I can easily move. I'd only just moved there, and I was renting, and uh, and so I decided to. And because my mind was so taken up with it, I was totally obsessed with property ever since I'd found out about all of this. So how I was doing my job, I, do, I don't know. So I had the opportunity to do another six months, which would have been the sensible thing, save more money, and then and then start full time in the property. But what I decided to do um, was just make it work. But if it didn't work, get another contract. So. Um, we we had these two properties. We were overseeing a, re, a very expensive refurbishment. I moved into one of the properties. So I moved, I gave up my tenancy in Bristol over a couple of months or three months or so. Gave up my tenancy in Bristol, gave up my, my contract came to an end. I chose not to renew. And I moved into one of these HMO rooms and did up the property and uh, and then, you know, tenanted it out. And then what, yourself? Of, oh. you, were, you were doing all the works yourself? Sure no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, what can't this woman do? Like, <laughs> no, I definitely can't do that. Um, I'm not, not very good at the practical stuff. And uh, but so we had some very expensive contractors, and um, e contractors are like gold dust, good contractors, as you know. And 
what happened was our our landlord who we were renting this property from had told us about his his decorator and he does it all for like 400 pounds uh, all the communals big four beds as uh, four, four and five bed hmos i what? thought wow newport is cheap um Anyway, this was 2016. I thought, gosh, this is amazing. Anyway, the decorator came out and you could imagine, oh, yes, we're going to have um, this wall, this colour, and all of the woodwork is to go to white because it was all sort of wood varnish. All of the woodwork is going to white, white gloss and this and that. The next thing we were giving him all of the... Anyway, he walked right down the whole house with us as we directed him. And Nikki had written it all down as well. We had this spreadsheet. He just said, no, love, I just... <laughs> put a bit of white on the ceiling floor <laughs> everywhere he said uh, I can't do it for you so we were horrified and then we were at a very short notice we needed a decorator and we called up a lot of different people we needed somebody who could do it quickly as well who had a team anyway um we got some very reluctant people because they'd given us a price on the basis that we would say no but unfortunately <laughs> we had no option but to say yes. And so they came in and did it for us. They were quick and it did look great, but we did pay through the nose for it. But it was it was one of the lessons that you learn as you as you get started. Amazing. Gosh, love that. This is all human stuff. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and thank goodness that Nikki had um, negotiated that lower rent because otherwise it would have been a really it would have taken us a long time to make and make our money back. Mm. Um, but in the end, we had those properties for the first three years, and then he extended for another five years. So altogether, we'll have had them eight years. We're still managing, you know, those properties. And how long did it take you to make your money back on that first deal or those first deals? Um, it was it was under a year, not okay. not not a huge amount under a year. But then we had the other seven. <laughs> well, so so they really worked out to be great properties for us. And as well you talk about the human side of properties for that landlord um we were a godsend as well because he really wanted he didn't want to manage it room by room he previously had students but then students went from Newport because they moved the campus that used to be here and so now the number is much much uh, much lower and also excuse me there was some purpose-built student accommodation so there were all these tired old HMOs which previously had been students and he couldn't find anyone and now he was having to excuse me, consider contractors. Well, luckily for us, the previous week, the agents had had him out there to meet four guys to who wanted to take on this property and pay £200 a month more. But luckily for us, one of them smelt and that put the landlord... <laughs> I was expecting you to say that. Well, you know what? If they smell when they walk into the property, imagine what they're going to leave there when oh, they're you know, in there for a few, uh, a few weeks and months. Well, that's what he must have thought. So, so, and also he knew that he would then have to deal with turnover and stuff. And he liked, yeah. he really liked this idea. And luckily for us also, he'd had some of his properties go to the uh, refugees via the HMO, a private, no, sorry. There's a private agency that does things on behalf of the government that houses refugees. And he had some of his properties with them, but they could only have so many properties in each road or location. So these properties were not eligible to go to them. And he liked that, but he didn't like the way that they looked after it. Um, yeah. So that, that all of those reasons why um, we were lucky. But he told us the main reason that he decided to go with us, apart from the other guy smelling, was that um, <laughs> he said, uh, years later, he said, I didn't know whether you uh, you would last. And um, uh, but I could see that you had good intentions. So I thought I would give it a try. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> so he basically was like, I like you. And you, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was basically it. That was basically Aww. it. Yeah. Well, it was, a, it was a decent bet from his point then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 yeah that's great. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I, I believe you've come prepared for the question for us as well. Yes. Well, I know that this is going to be published in, in, um, in January. So I would love to ask you what is, well, first of all, I was going to ask you if you do New Year's resolutions uh, or if you do goals, but I'd love to know one of your property goals for 2023. Oh, good question. Yeah. Who's, who's taking it first? Everyone's who's, uh... everyone's pondering <laughs> over. 
Uh, well, first of all, to answer the first bit, uh, no, don't do New Year's resolutions. Uh, I think we've we had a, a whole episode on this at one point. Uh, we we definitely do goals um, and we look at the bigger picture, um, but we don't do resolutions. Um, as it was um, Terry Blackburn said a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, yeah. where a resolution doesn't have any definitive timeline or strategy or anything behind it. It is just uh, high in the sky uh, diet you want to go on or whatever. Uh, so we look at more strategic goals setting. Yeah, so if, if we were to pin that down, uh, we do have one goal, which is to buy and develop 10 co-living spaces in Kent. That's uh, one one goal that we've got as a business. Um, and there are a few other bits and bobs as well, which is to um, source and develop probably another 10 to 20, well, probably another 10 to 20 projects for our brothers as well. We actually haven't set it in stone because a lot of it's quite new in terms of ideas and putting it into practice. Um, yeah. And also my head is elsewhere because um, by the time this comes out, I probably would have had a uh, my number two bond, hopefully. Um, so my head is in, 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 in that world. So um, it's kind of, a lot of trying to get things all done and sorted for, for a, a big change in life, um, you know, a quarter life crisis or <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, quarter life or crisis. Or fatherhood. It's just, just fatherhood. fatherhood, right? Yeah. In, in, in general, say, so, yeah, so we're, we're kind of focusing on that. But I think, yeah, property goals is uh, definitely kind of 10 um, HMO, 10 HMOs there. In fact, let's just call it 30 HMOs. Regardless of who, regardless of who owns them, there you go, Nyland. Are you happy with that one? Are you on board with that goal? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he said it, but as he was shaking his head, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." <laughs> okay, so mine's a bit more personal because oh, I'm sure you relate to this one, Stephanie. So yeah, sort of just coming to the tail end of a divorce. And so a lot of that, uh, we're just at the asset division stage. So it's about just tying up all of those loose ends um, financially. And that will happen at the start of next year. So I think that's, you know how it feels when that stuff is unresolved. It feels like a, a, a bit of a rain cloud above your head. So I'm quite looking forward to 2023 being that clean slate. But what that opens me up to doing is one thing I've realised with property as I don't want to do it on my own anymore. So I'm actively in the market for a business partner and ooh, thinking, ooh, yeah, ooh, 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 half the press, half the press. Okay, half um, the press. Which is, yeah, so, uh, I know, uh, it's a big deal for me because I don't <laughs> trust anyone. <laughs> applications on a postcard to uh, yes. Property Jam, uh, PO Box, uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, is that going to end? Are you going to get there? <laughs> yeah, box, one, two, three, four, five. It'll get, it'll get to me somehow. But yeah, I think, which is a big step for me because I've always done property, even though I was with somebody else, um, you know, I was with my ex. It, it always felt like it was something that I was in the driving seat on and they were in the passenger seat on. And so now that I am, yeah, I've got quite specific property goals that I just realise I can't achieve myself given that I have other businesses that I also want to focus on specifically my professional speaking business so it's like how do you do that and you know not stop in property so yeah that's that's the mission so yeah anyone keen drop me an email <laughs> brilliant amazing Great so Nile so do you want to do you got um, a separate goal I think the only other thing that I think would be uh, quite relevant for me right now is to um, move into a new house. So I'm moving within the next couple of months. Yeah. Uh, so I want to have that done and dusted quite early in the new year. Uh, possibly a place to buy. We're not 100% set on that yet, but um, definitely moving early next year. That's a big one. Mm. Yeah, I like I moving. You have to get that bit. It's like you get your own sort of lodging sorted before you're worrying about solving the national lodging issue. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have your own nest before you nest right. for others. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah. Cool. That's a good question. 
So, Stephanie, what, uh, do you have any property goals for 2023? She must do. Look at her. She's yeah. ready. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. So we, we've obviously got, we've got our HMA management business, which we love. And that that runs now without, we've got a little team there managing that. And actually, just before we had this, I have a weekly meeting with the property manager on Zoom, um, which is for half an hour. And we go through everything. But you know that tenant demand is through the roof at the moment. So there's, there's no issues there. And I used to ask him in that meeting any issues at the moment because there might be disputes or other things. Happening. There's never anything now because, um, <laughs> you know, when you go over what would you do in this situation? What would you do in that situation? Why would you do that? And all of that. And then you come up with your framework. And so he, he deals with everything. And also when you have a framework, you're less likely to get disputes. But anyway. I'm so proud of uh, Luke. He's he's just doing such an amazing job. So that that frees us up to do the things that 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 we love to do. And we've got rent to rent success where we teach other people how to get started in rent to rent in an ethical way, and to be able to make money from properties they don't own. And in our development business, we have found that development is I'm going to say I was going to say it's hard <laughs> it's yeah. not for us but um we've done that commercial to residential conversions and we've also done buying blocks of flats and doing them up and the capital appreciation on the one where we bought it already converted and did it up is more <laughs> because the capital appreciation well the property is bigger as well I suppose so one of them where we bought it as flats already 12 units um, you know, invested money and in, in doing them up, already cash flowing on purchase. So many, um, there's so many wins to it. It's already cash flowing on purchase. There were some empty rooms. We started off with them. As people have moved, we've done them up. We've increased the rent. So when we bought it, the annual rent was £44,000 a year. And now it's £66,000 a year. Yeah. And when we bought it, the asking price was 440 or 10 times multiplier on the income. And we got it for 375 And we're anticipating that the the value, although it's never quite what you think it is, or it's often not, but would be somewhere around the 660 mark. And we're in an area of, of lower capital appreciation. Um, so we want to do more of those. So our goal for next year is to find a site where we can buy multiple units on one title already converted. Um, so we were thinking 12, four, converting a commercial into four flats was as much hassle, or more hassle in fact, than buying the 12 units already uh, converting. And the difference in the income is not comparable. In fact, the one that we bought that's already converted is, is better in terms of business aspects in income, revenue, profit, etc. So, um, so yeah, we want to find more of that specific type of, of, of property with, with scope for more units. And we may, if we can't find the right type, buy uh, another conversion, but it will be for a lot more units so that it makes it worthwhile, the, the hassle factor. Definitely scale is, is, is in your friend, because um, obviously it takes the same amount of effort to do four flats as it is to do 40 flats. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the numbers are a bit bigger. Um, but I was, I was at an event just last week, and uh, the guy was talking about he, he's built like two and a half thousand houses in in the last kind of ten years or whatever it is. Um, and he says that you know, if you're going to buy one plot, you're going to you're going to be paying like two hundred grand for a plot of land, whereas you buy a plot of land to build three hundred houses, you you buy it at like fifty grand a plot. Mm. So yeah, scale I think is is really important. Um, but you obviously can't jump to scale. You've got to kind of, you know, you've got to get those war wounds yeah. along the way um, to, to know which direction to go. But um, and I, th I think one of the key things about kind of your kind of your journey to this point is that you've you kind of you built a stable business, mm. which is resilient, which kind of which is self-sufficient. And then you moved on to the next one. Mm. Um, and you, then you kind of said, right, OK, we're doing this, we're doing that. And you've tried a few things and then you found this this thing which actually this works really well so we're just going to do that and and only that and i think that's a, a huge lesson that probably i could learn um and that most people could learn about you know trying to do too many things um actually just being kind of very focused on one thing would you say that's a true representation of how how you've grown yeah definitely um because when people come to me uh for rent to rent they want to get started in property they they hear myself and say yes Steph, i'm in the job and i would like to come out of it 
but they want to do rent to rent HMO, they want to do rent to rent service apartment, they want to do property sourcing, they want to do um, buying property, they want to talk about development. Um, they're still on the starting blocks at this stage. And I just always say, focus first, because it's like building four bridges. If you've got four ideas, and you put the same amount of time into building one bridge, you can get all the way to the other side where you get cash flow and confidence and experience of actually making something work. Or you can build four quarter bridges in the same time, which kind of often leaves you feel confused and disheartened and actually takes more energy than the one bridge. So I think start with focus is great advice it doesn't mean that you only ever do that one thing I think people then get worried that they're not going to be able to do deal sourcing or whatever the other thing is that they want to do but I, I think it's great advice Matt to, as you said to to start with focus Amazing. It's, this message is resonating in every area of my life at the moment and I actually think it's and the reason why is because I know that's what I'm not doing and so <laughs> you and you can actually see you can actually see where it's not working because your results reflect that right mm -hmm. um and I think this is why my 2023 goals are all about that one thing you know just having that one thing and delegating the, the other stuff out a bit because it's just yeah. there's just too much it's just too much you know and because because we're entrepreneurs we do have all the ideas so yeah. although I I say focus and we we did we did do that first and then we started buying the properties and then we started teaching people which we really loved and then we do we have our podcast also and we enjoy all of that we became certified coaches um because one of the things that excites me the most is how much power we each have to change our lives yeah. and how sometimes little knowledge we have about how to use our minds to create what we want in our life. Yeah. Because if we just listen to what our brains tell us, which are um, conserve energy, uh, avoid danger, conserve energy and seek pleasure, sorry, seek pleasure, avoid danger and uh, conserve energy, we would just always be on the couch. That's why it's hard. That's why these news resolutions often don't work because the powerful part of our brain is telling us, no, please sit down, don't go out of the cave. But our future's thinking um, self wants all these higher goals. So how do we get them? And most of us are not taught how to use our brain to be able to create those higher goals. And so that's why I, I love the, um, the coaching part of it, because the mentoring when you teach people what to do is great. You give them that system, you give them the step-by-step, -step, that does shortcut. But as you, you, you'll know, I uh, think all of you teach as well, the, the bigger part of it is getting people past their own blocks to be able to implement um, the teachings. 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's always the head stuff that becomes the biggest challenge, right? Yeah. Especially when you do something that's outside of the traditional uh, earning model. Um, it's yeah. it's terrifying it's like you say you just feel like you're out in the wilderness and so it's uh it's about getting people's heads in the right spaces yeah I love that yeah right is it well, is it episode it is. time it is time yeah. that is that time let's uh have a have a okay. game let's play a game do it right okay so for first time property jammers every single episode what we do is we have a, a game of episode roulette where we ask our guest to shout stop as one of us is scrolling through previous episodes and whichever episode we stop on, we will ask what our guest uh, human perspective is on that particular topic. So, you, but you don't need to know the episode forensically. We're not gonna say at minute 16, what did we talk about? <laughs> um, so, right, I'm just gone in now. So let me scroll. I'm starting to scroll, Stephanie. So stop when you're ready. Stop. Okay, so I've ended up at um, episode eight, which is newbies to property. It's interesting, you just sort of touched on that a little bit in terms of focus, but is there <laughs> anything else? Like, is there any other human advice or human thoughts you have around people who are new to property? Yeah, there are. The first one is trust yourself. You know more about what you want than anybody else. But the problem is that most of us don't talk to ourselves enough. 
i.e. we've always got a podcast we I love podcasts don't get me wrong and I'm as guilty of this as, as anybody else we've got a podcast if we're sitting on our own and we're having dinner you are actually having dinner with someone you're having dinner with yourself and love you that. can actually take as much interest in yourself as you do in other people like if you were having dinner with a friend you would maybe get excited about it cook something nice that your friend enjoys and then listen to what they say so I think it's listening to yourself because sometimes when people come to me and say Stephanie what should I do they might even say Stephanie should I go on your course (laughs) I have to ask them well should you go on my course I mean I'm going to tell you about it but you have to uh, you are the ultimate knowledge holder about you and so that is the first thing to really trust in yourself and if if your brain has become lazy and most of them do most of us our brains do become lazy so when you ask the question should I do this or is this the best thing for me what's the right direction for me your brain will just come up with I don't know I don't know I don't know the answer I don't know the answer so you've got to just allow that to be there and just go past that and let your brain give you the answers and of course take advice from other people but always run it through your own filters when you are starting out if you have that spark of desire to get started in business or property then you know that absolutely you should do that because you don't get that desire unless that is for you but the exact direction you should take and where you should go depends on what you want. So what you, where you want to be in one year, five years, 10 years, and only you know the true answer to that. So never forget that you know the answers. And I'll end on, um, if you like to talk, but I just had this idea, which, um, which I love this idea, which is, um, hopefully I'll remember the name of the guy. But what he says is that your future is your property. And where, when we're moving forwards, we're going to end up in five years time. And what is on your land, your future land, your five years time land will depend on what you do today. What plans you put in place, what bricks you take there, what you start building, what you're designing for yourself. If you, and if you arrive there and you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like we've arrived here after years of building up property and we're amazed at what's here right now because of what we did in the past when we were scared and exactly the same is true for the next five and ten years so when we consciously curate that we get the future that we want so when you're starting just trust in yourself number one yes take advice from others but then trust in yourself and then create that future for yourself because five years is coming anyway why not create what you want on the land that is there that belongs to you Stephanie, I could listen to you all day. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, shall we ask? Shall we ask another question then? Yeah. As a, a, a quick fire. That was amazing. Thanks. Actually, can we extend this episode yeah, okay. and just have it for like five hours and just talk? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell Stephanie my sister something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> she's not got a knife, but not anymore. No, she's now officially a co-host of Property Jam. I need more girls. The, the, the property rent to rent jam success podcast there you go which <laughs> you'll, you'll have to come on my podcast although we it, it is obviously about rent to rent but we do talk about other topics as well so uh, i'd love to have you all on and we, we'll have to arrange that oh that sounds great yeah, yeah thank you stephanie i know I, I actually do have the link to book on but um um yeah uh, you asked for a whole load of stuff a whole <laughs> load of stuff up front and i was like okay i don't have time to get that together right now and then you, you're actually still on my to-do list as a book podcast with stephanie <laughs> which is becoming less and less likely for this uh, for the, the coming quarter so it, it will happen it will happen in uh, q1 2023 okay right should we do one more then just to finish your quick fire rounds okay so i'm scrolling stephanie whenever you're ready oh stop okay. oh okay <laughs> so ah so property investing it says like what's your favorite bit like what's the bit mm. that you just love the most because clearly it's not everything you talked about you and your sister and how different you are so like what's the bit you excel at do you know what I've been getting excited about it's what happens afterwards because I, I I started to think we're building up all of these properties assets we're not going to be here for everything what happens next what's happening to all these properties what was the purpose of this it just it just sort of came to me and um we, I think we'd set a goal to own 100 units and 
And I thought, what, what's the purpose of this? So one of the things that excites me is that after we, we go to put them in trust so that they, uh, an accommodation and education trust, so we can select the type of people, uh, it would be people who struggle to get beautiful, affordable homes. Um, we can say what type of people this accommodation is for, but also I'm excited about the education that people will get when they move into one of our properties, which is if they're interested in buying their own properties and how to manage their monies and how to, you know, be able to pass it on to their kids and all sorts of things like that. So that's what I've been getting excited about um, uh, at the moment. And um, also obviously helping people get started and just realize what they can do. <clears throat> so you're very thing, very cool the thing that I think comes across really loud and clear from you is that you really are very visionary you're, you're very ideas driven and there's a lot of heart behind that as well and then it's more like the implementation side although you're the driving force behind it it's like you surround yourself with people that kind of bring that to to fruition like that's and that's a, that's an amazing idea you know that's it's great so I love it. And you know what? You know when you have those big visions, and you can uh, recruit other people into that mission as well. Yes. And therefore, it's much more likely to happen, and much more likely to happen at the scale that is required to fulfil that mission as well, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, and I think we should all have trust. You know, um, people, whether people have children or not. I mean, I'm not passing my property portfolio onto my son. It's some part of it, but he will have his own because he's already investing. Uh, he's bought his own property he's investing in stocks and shares because we can pass on that knowledge and that obviously makes me so happy because when I was bringing my son up I was unaware of all this mindset wise or money wise and he really had a lack and wouldn't have known about all this if only we didn't know anyway I'm aware that we're this is a quick, <laughs> quick fire quick fire and three hours later <laughs> But I think thank thank you Stephanie for uh, for reminding us that we, we we do need to bring today to a close. So thank you so so much uh, for joining us. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they uh, find you? Oh, good. I'm glad you said that, um, Matt, because I did I did I do also have a free copy of my book Rent Vent Success. If people are interested in that strategy of getting started with little money, and I've made a special link which is renttorentsuccess.com/jam j a m, and if you go there, you'll be able to get a free copy of the book, and I'll I'll send that link on to you guys as well, so you can put it in the in the show notes. Oh, Could no, just, she uh, is prepared. I know, thank you. Could you say that again? Red to rent success. Dot com slash jam for property jam. Uh, so it's yeah. rent to rent success dot com slash J-A-M. Fantastic. Thank you so much. So uh, I think we'll wrap it up there. It's a goodbye from me. 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 jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on facebook search property jam podcast or you can follow us on instagram at property jam podcast or you can email us at property jam podcast at outlook.com see, see you on the next, next episode, episode.